What's up, Abe? What's going on, man? It's uh, strange times in the Slip Angle Recording Studios. <laughs> we're both at work on our lunch break. Yeah, we're uh, don't please don't ever commitment our, our excuse me question our commitment to the show uh, because we do this for fun uh, during work. It's a weird life. <laughs> Um, so we're both recording separately because Abe doesn't have the board. We couldn't really record last night because uh, I did uh, correspondence for Mid-Ohio Grid Life, which is in three days right now. I did that from like 6 a.m. until about 10 o'clock, like nonstop while I did other life things. And like I felt actually crazy. Like I felt like I was, <laughs> I felt like I was losing my mind. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. So uh, here we are. We're doing a quick uh, went to Wednesday, which is weird. So I want to I want to lead off the show with some RV talk if you don't mind. Actually, it's Tuesday now, but we'll probably put this out on Wednesday. So anyway, maybe or maybe maybe we'll put it up tonight. You never know. <sighs> yeah, uh, I was also thinking maybe we could put one of the early Patreon shows up, uh, like the uh, Bill Breakdown kind of shows, lunch oh, breakdown, that's whatever idea. we called it. Uh, we could throw one of those up as a Friday bonus or something. So yeah, my uh, my work life status has changed a lot since we started doing the lunch breakdowns because uh, like. My entire existence is wake up at 6 a.m., get cleaned up, uh, get on the road to go to work by 7, uh, be at work by 7.30, start working, work all day, and leave. I leave at about 4.30. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I, I get home, I make dinner for Sloan, I spend time with Sloan until like 7.30, and then Sloan goes to bed, I do the dishes, uh, maybe we watch an hour or so of the Olympics and then I go to bed. And that's yeah. that's how that's how everyone on the planet lives. That's just not how I've been living for a little while. Yeah. You had six months of like, hey, you want to do a show at lunch? Because uh, uh, I'm sick of masturbating. I'm sick of uh, sitting around. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. No, I, you were actually painting your house and remodeling a house constantly. But uh, um, yeah. so I, I bought. I have a, a, a mobile house, I guess. Um, yeah, you you uh, you did have a purchase. We talked about it on a show recently, but it, so it actually I went through. So I got a message from uh, listener Chris Lewis, and uh, uh, he is the owner of a 2003 Country Coach Lexa 45 three slide, and Lexa was like, you know, Country Coach's experimental uh, chassis to try and like compete with uh, with the Prevo stuff. Um, okay. Very, very cool. But uh, he he reminded me, let me see, what did he say, which I thought was very funny. Uh, it's like owning a house with two systems for everything that also lives in a continuous earthquake zone. <laughs> RVs are stupid, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, well, like, let's see. Uh, it started raining on Saturday during my, uh, like, delivery and pickup, and... I found what appeared to be a pretty substantial leak in the rear slide out uh, in the bedroom. Um, like, I don't know. It's one of those things where you're, you're kind of buying the coach as is, and they did some work to prep to fix stuff. But right. the fact that it was raining allowed me to see something that I wouldn't have seen on any other day. Right. Um, right. And like that didn't preclude me from buying it. It just made me aware that I had something to fix. Yeah. Now you're stressed about it. Right? A little. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been it, looking at like RV slide out seals and things and like trying to figure out the best way to do it. Right. Because there's a little bit of repair work on uh, the trim pieces and stuff. That's small, but like key thing is just making sure no more water comes in. That's yeah. all. They're simple systems. But. 
Yeah, they. And it's funny they, you you say that, and uh, you drive something that massive, and it's easy to get overwhelmed. But like, uh, <laughs> I if you go and you look at the slide out, you're like, okay, well, that's a rubber flap. Um, how do I take that flap off? Uh, well, I just look at it and see where it comes out, and then if I need to replace it, I'll cut one to length and yeah. put it back on. Yeah, they're like the RVs are a culmination of like or a combination of like 400 basic systems uh, that you can figure out all the systems. But when you look at the whole thing, you're like, wow, this is so complicated. But it's just a bunch of simple crap usually. So, <laughs> And uh, another potential issue is uh, as the as the coach um, shuts down, um you can kind of hear it bleeding off pressure in the rear, uh, like by the tag axle or in that area. Right. Um, I suspect that there's a hose leak somewhere, not, not big enough to like, uh, affect our ability to build pressure. Cause it, it maintained like 130 or so the whole time. Um, but like big enough that if we level the bus with the, um, the, the air system, uh, overnight it will like sag back down. And mine so, bleeds like, down over about, 10 hours and uh i know the fitting that's that it's doing or that's doing it and i just don't really care that much but, uh, <laughs> well, um, it's yeah. it's weird because i think ashley and i talked about it we bought this thing and uh it's fair to say that you know we we know that we will lose money on this thing over the time that we own it we know that that's true but like we also uh aim to keep it for uh, many years, hopefully. So we'll like make it as nice as we can and own it and take care of it and do whatever. And like, it should be pretty good to us. It'll probably be like the thing that you do for fun in, in one way or another, you'll use it a lot. So yeah. Um. And it's like at a minimum, you know, going to grid life events, it's going to be easier because yeah. uh, yesterday we loaded up all of the stuff, um, that was in my previous RV into this thing. And it, it like, it occupies the dining room table. Basically. It's like, it's like one fiftieth the, the storage space. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is absolutely amazing how much and the space old one was is. like maxed out. <laughs> yeah, basically. And like, yep. I put some stuff in one of the, uh, we've got a, uh, three full path pass throughs underneath. Right. Um, which is awesome, but so more awesome than that. that are the the slide out trays that are in the pass-throughs and like i i put stuff in one half of one of them yeah they're probably like such heavy duty capacity slide outs too oh dude i'm so jealous i need to make some of those massive massive that would make mine so much nicer to have those those on a full slide out tray so like i'm i'm pretty stoked and uh our contingency plan for bad weather at mid ohio is like if it looks like rain in the morning, uh, you have to start the bus to put the slides in or out. So, like, we'll start it up and uh, bring, the, bring the slides in, and that'll be that. You know, that'll whatever. Um, well, in, uh, in other uh, RV news, I drove mine successfully to and from Colorado, so that was cool. Um, any, uh, any air brake issues? No, dude. This thing was. Uh, she was a. She was a beast. Everything was great. I love. I love my new. My new old Bowie trailer too. Bowie. Oh Bowie, yeah. Bowie sold me a good trailer. Um. um no. So no that, tire troubles. Like. Nothing. Uh, nothing. She was great. So. That's awesome. Um, and then we went camping this weekend. Uh, no issues there. Had lots of fun. Bunch of neighborhood friends and families were there. So Emma had all kinds of little kids to play with and stuff. So that was cool. Um. 
But we did an Alpine event. You were you were, worked remotely a little bit, um, and so I had intentions of like doing a bunch of shows, like three or four, and I had like the idea of. Uh, I'll, I'll get a case of beer and I'll chase around a bunch of notable people because a lot of people were there. Uh, hand them a beer and say, hey, you got five minutes and I'll talk to them. Uh, and that turned out to not be doable because I worked from 7 a.m. until midnight or 2 every day. <laughs> so, yeah, no, like it's um, yeah. the festival but, event, especially that one, because, oh man, of, uh, because of the run of show, it's basically impossible to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but well we were, we ended drift a little earlier this time we have these we have nighttime drift and then if people have seen any pictures or video like we had a bunch of lasers that shoot out over top the smoke clouds which looks looked amazing from the tower side of the track because um, we last year we shot towards the outside of the track this year we shot from the wall along the back straight towards the tower and like landed them on the bleachers um, and it was it looked really really cool but. Uh, we, we ended that a little early this year because uh, the music acts were bigger and the crowds were bigger. And uh, so basically it was the intermission between one of the openers and like the, uh, the middle headliner, whatever you call it, uh, which worked out pretty good. Then we, we, only went, we only drifted until like 10 instead of like 11.45. Um, and part of the thought is also that the drifters want to start uh, partying with their friends too. So, um, uh, were, were party bullies in full force? Uh, no, it was like, there was like too many people. Like I don't, I didn't hear any stories of craziness. Um, everybody was like, there were so many people to talk to that like all of a sudden the night was over because you would talk to like some people and you were still looking for other people as far as like the drivers, like everybody wanted to hang out with everybody, but there was too many people to hang out with. So you didn't hang out with anybody. Gotcha. <laughs> well, it was so like, busy. I had a, no. a weird moment and this is like, you know, just another day in your life, but like, uh, I, I just never expected a period of time in my life where I would uh, have email correspondence with Chris Forsberg. Or it's like, what? Why? Yeah, why that, are... that, that dude, uh, he's like all in on the GLTC effort because they built a GLTC car and they documented on their YouTube channel and stuff um, in coordination with Nissan and Valvoline and NAS and whoever. But um, Really, really nice car. Brian Heitkotter drives it, who's like a former Nissan pro. He's driven like everything, Le Mans, World Challenge, whatever. Uh, winner of the GT Academy, I think, whatever the PlayStation uh, Gran Turismo thing was. So, um, But, yeah, Brian's a wheel man, and they finally had a weekend win. Uh, and actually had their first two wins and a weekend win. I don't think they've won before either, uh, a single single race. But they won the weekend just barely. Um and uh, yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris is all in. He asked. He he sent us an email the other day, uh, looking for data. So um, yeah, he sent us an email the other day looking for his data because we had put data boxes in his car. And uh, but yeah, that dude texted me so many times over the course of the build of that car. Like, uh, yeah, he's all in, all into the GLTC car. That's so. awesome. Yeah, good, good yep. dude. Uh, good car builder too, man. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of wild to see the the crossover too, right? Because um, you know former time attackers and road racers like Robert Thorne and Andy Smedegard and those guys are now like all in on drift, right? Like right. I th I feel like part of the grid life experience is just like as much of everything as you can get. Yeah, especially like it's it's weird to see the driver crossover like that. Like the guys that have won everything in wheel to wheel and time attack and whatever, they're they're kind of into drift because it's like just something new, you know, more car control. So, yep. yep. 
Um, what else is going on? So uh, we're we're bringing the RV to Mid Ohio. I'm leaving on Thursday night. I am quite concerned about where I'm going to park it. Uh, we'll um, find a spot. But uh, you and I were talking about the dimensions of yours versus mine. How tall is yours? Mine is 12.6 or 12.8. I think yours is, what, 13.4? Mine is only listed as 12.1. And it, oh, it's like, got to be more than that. I, I mean, it, it's, it has the tag on it that says 12.1 on the, the, the thing on the, the driver console. Okay. So, well, like, may- maybe we measure it. I don't know. But Yeah, uh, I would drop a tape measure down for sure. Um, yeah, it's just very strange that yours... It's, it's, only, it's only two feet longer than mine. And so. But, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not used to it. But when I, like, think about yours parked in the paddock and I think about mine, uh, mine feels, like, twice the size. Yeah. Did you figure out what engine's in it? Uh, I need to. Uh, we went to the RV to, uh, yesterday to drop some stuff off. But... Um, I've got like the the mini file cabinet that has all of the the country coach info in it. Um, right. It's just in the RV, and I haven't even looked at it yet. So, okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm the, curious to check it out. We'll uh, we'll do we'll do like a full walkthrough. Uh, uh, do you have the um, Do you have the video camera that uh, the little like handheld thingy? Uh, you sh- if no, you have it, you should bring it. It's somewhere. I'll find it. <laughs> um, we should do like uh, MTV crib style. I'm sure we could make somebody do it, but cell phones have video cameras too. That's true. Um, um, what the, else? Uh, I'm bringing my uh, my race car. I was gonna maybe have to fill in on live stream, and I'm kind of glad that I don't. So I'm gonna try to race after Honda Meet. I feel semi good about where my car is. I, I redid the crankcase vent one time again, or one more time, and I think I've got everything the way I want it. So I'm gonna try to race, which will be fun. Um, Look for me in the part that's not televised because I won't be up front. <laughs> but, uh, but hopefully I'll be out there. We got uh, we got Greg Creamer coming out. Who is uh, he's announced kind of like everything. He's one of those types. Um, he's going to be filling in for Kyle because Kyle got uh, an invite to announce uh, SRO as a support series of the IndyCar race. <laughs> Neat. So, it's pretty wild. So, but. Uh, Kyle talked to me a few days ago, and I hope this is not still true, but there's a chance that I'm on the stream for three days or two days, like full. We're only and, doing two days of stream, Friday, Saturday. Um, but he was like, can you do Time Attack and GLTC? And I was like, oh, please. Like, I, oh, God, I don't want to do that. Um, I, we, I've got Adam Nielsen from 1010 okay, coming. Um, and so I let him know that yesterday for sure that Adam was coming. So. Um, and then I'm, I'll also be available during time attack. I've got a pretty good crew trackside. Uh, I'm not too concerned about, uh, needing to be out there every session. So I'll help with some time attack and I'll probably not race every GLTC race. So I can pop up there with, uh, uh, to, to, uh, to take some of the burden off of you if you want. So the, uh, the other thing is like the layout for this event. I imagine that the stream is on the timing and scoring side. Yeah, uh, but tr- yeah. trackside operations are across the bridge, and it's a little bit of a hike. Um, yep. I should have ample room to put my new Dino Air uh, <laughs> just in in one of the storage compartments underneath, and just like chuck it there and just leave. You'd probably it. be able to like even stand it upright. Those <laughs> compartments are so big. Uh, yeah, so t- I- take your bike. I'm taking mine. Uh, it, uh, it it helps to get across the bridge with a bicycle. You know, so. uh, I'm so stoked. Uh, yeah, I bought this from Dewey. I still got a little bit of uh, reconditioning to do, but like, what did I do? I um, I replaced like some tubes in the tires and kind of like 
uh, adjusted the the brake pads and things like that. But like, I need to put some new grips on it, and then it's gonna be sick. Man, gotta get them grips, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I, I would I would definitely recommend a bike. Uh, I should probably text if you can text Adam Nielsen if you have a phone on you and say uh, bring a bike. Tell him to bring a bike because they. <laughs> it's probably going to be on the other side of the track. They might have a – they're taking Dalton's triple stri- triple stackered monster. They might have a, a street vehicle he could drive over there too. But yeah, it's like a half a mile hike if you got to walk it, you know. Yeah, it, and it, it takes a while, right? Like that's the worst thing. It's not even the yeah. walking. It's just like the, oh, I've got to be there in five minutes. Shit, what do I do? And it takes me 12 to walk that way. So. Yep. Um, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm planning on, uh, on being on some of the stream and – but I'm not assigned to it, so. Gotcha. Um, I would love you to be able to do some paddock things too. So, um, just uh, let's let's make a plan Friday morning of like who takes what session. So. Yep. Yeah. They uh, for those who maybe haven't been to a grid life event, one of the uh, challenges of um, production is uh, when you're on the live stream, especially with time attack, uh, you have to fill in some of the dead space with something. And yeah, t- knowledge typi- or chatter or something. It's it's either banter between me and Adam uh, Nielsen, or it's like some bit of technical information about someone's doing something on their car. And right. the hard or, part, yeah, what kind of problems they're having or whatever. The hard part is if you're not in the paddock to like talk to people uh, between right. sessions, it's really difficult to have that information. Yeah. And so like, uh, I had a chance to talk with uh, Ferris Kartumi yesterday. And he's coming uh, to this event, which is really yep. exciting. I don't know how many times he's been to Mid-Ohio. but I don't think uh, he has. Um, he, I, I want to talk about Ferris for just a second to say that uh, you know he's running Unlimited this year, but he also has every intent to run TrackMod as well, which is a tire change. Yeah, he and, had two tickets at, uh, at Alpine Festivals, and he ran both classes. So. And set the record in both, which is right. really cool. And actually, I was really surprised to see that the separation in time between the two car or between the two setups is only like a second or a second and a half. You would expect Hoosiers to be more than that. I think he was actually on Yokohama Slicks, not Hoosiers. Oh, is that right? Yeah, well, I think that, so. Um, um, and then to add to that, I'll, I wanted to say that... Um, uh, Oh, shoot. I had it and I lost it. No, that'll oh. happen. Oh, he's just, he is like a, a quick study in that he practically doesn't use any kind of data at the track to like review. He just like goes out and does it by feel and turns a couple laps and ends up going pretty fast. He's a little bit more seat of the pants. I'm sure that dude is going to get faster and faster and faster too. So. Yeah, like because um, I, I kind of gave him grief for not using data at all between sessions, and he's like, I don't know, man. I just don't have a system, and I just run this. He's like real dialed already. Like he's so consistent. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about a lot of the cars coming. Um, Logan Carswell just got a ticket. And Good. And he's bringing the – Bringing the four rotor out, so always good to see that car. Um, nice dude too. I like Logan a lot. Um, cool. And uh, Kyle, Kyle texted me that Alex Moss might also fill in on GLTC, so that'll be fun commentary. And Tomo might might be able to jump in with Time Attack as well. So oh, that's good. Uh, we, I think we got a pretty good crew. Uh, Team for com- Yeah, for, for announcing, but uh, um, yeah, I, the weather looks pretty decent too. Eighties and like minimal chance of rain on Saturday, so we'll see. I don't, so want to jin- I don't want to jinx ourselves, but <laughs> yeah, it'll rain. It'll rain the whole time. Uh, yeah, maybe, but it's going to be a big field of time attack. I think if we're at ninety-five cars, um, 
We're so you, almost, you actually had to buy extra track time. Um, yeah, w- I bought an when, extra hour Friday and Saturday. So. Got it. So that just runs yeah. us later into the day, and then that gets spread out throughout the day. Is that right? Uh, basically, I stretch the time attack sessions uh, to where we have about we have enough to do like 16, 17-minute hot sessions for four groups, and then we have about 10 minutes of overage. Um, so if we have a tow, if we have a cleanup or whatever, we can we have a little bit of dead time there. Um, or we just stretch the groups, you know, make them longer if everything's going well. Um, and I was able to stretch GLTC five minutes up to half an hour now um, because inevitably somebody breaks down and you got to pull them out of the middle of the field, you know. Yeah, uh, right. Somebody spins off, gets stuck in China Beach or whatever. Um, and doing because we're going to have over 50 cars, it sounds like, uh, if everybody shows up. It's, right now it's like 54, 55. Um, so it'll be our second or first biggest GLTC field ever. And doing one pace lap with that many cars, uh, it just... Like it just doesn't work that well, so yeah. Um, so we have, we have time for two pace laps, uh, which would be nice, and then you get a little bit more reliable start too, because the, the people have the drivers have a little bit better car under them. The tires are a little bit more where they should be, brakes are where they should be, you know. Um, yeah, right. So uh, so we got a little bit of time for that, um, and then Sunday is largely HPDE heavy, and we have a fun race, uh, a GLTC fun race, and no points race. So that'll be gotcha. fun too. So. Well, I, speaking of fun races, I didn't get a chance to see anything about it. How did the runs on the oval go at PPIR? Dude, it was so gnarly. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so you know how at Alpine there's like a line of cones on the back straight that guides you down into the straight or into the infield. Uh-huh. Um, uh, my, my job was to run out in a, I had a gator for the weekend and grab all those big, huge, heavy cones. Uh, and then the pace lap ran them around for a couple laps. And then we did, uh, we kept it to like 10 minutes because I, I had no idea how many, cause it was like 30 second laps. I had no idea how the outside tires, because uh, most people were on Hoosiers. I had no right. idea how the outside tires would hold up. I figured they'd be fine, but I didn't want anybody blowing a tire out because they got the setup way wrong and then put them into the wall at 110, you know. Right. Um, but uh, most of the drivers were, like, totally chill. You know, they, you could tell they weren't going after it like crazy. Um, and then out front, I guess they swapped the springs, changed the stagger of the car, did some alignment stuff. Uh, Justin Kelly looked like looked like freaking uh, Bobby LaBobby. It was out of control. <laughs> like he didn't hit the brake at all. Everybody else was noticeably hitting the brakes. Justin never braked. So I'm Nuh-uh. sitting out there, just yep. flat like NASCAR style the whole uh, way around. He he said he lifted to plant the front end, feathered it about half a turn, and then it was wide open throttle again. That's um, awesome. He he. W- I, I was sitting out by turn four uh, at the corner worker station there, getting ready to put the cones back up. You know, after the race and being the, you know, the eyes on the backside of the, uh, of the oval uh, to tell Renee to shut it down if it was getting stupid. But Justin was coming in about ten miles an hour. He almost lapped the field uh, in like in nine minutes. Nah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was coming in with like 10 or 15 more mile an hour and maintaining it. And he had, I mean, it was probably going 115, 120. Uh, he had visible slip angle through most of like NASCAR three, four. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. What an animal. That's <laughs> it was, awesome. It was, and, and the, the corner worker out there, he he was talking to me. He's like, uh, yeah, you see all the, there's like little, little three foot lines painted like at staggering heights across the oval. Cause it used to be an Indy car and truck oval you know uh-huh. um he said those are the reference lines and this this dude's running it perfectly <laughs> like, <laughs> it was pretty wild dude did you talk uh, to him after i bet he was having fun 
he he said he loved it. He said it was so much fun. Um, that's I talked to him after, and that's how I found out that he wasn't even touching the brakes. So that's so cool. Uh, but there were some good battles, like Colton Wade and uh, and Bill Griffin were fighting. So we had a couple of E forty six M threes or E forty sixes out there. Bills isn't an M three, but same power to weight. So um, I saw they were that, fighting uh, good, and uh, yeah, it was it was fun to watch, man. I saw that uh, Ben Horisco is uh, considering selling his his uh, M3 race car, and I had to laugh that both Matt Derus and Brad Yonkers were commenting about whether or not they should buy it. Oh, I lost you for a second, Sega. Oh, I said um, uh, Ben Horisco's seller was considering selling his M3, and I had to laugh that Brad Yonkers and Matt Derus were, were laughing about whether they should buy it. That car is so nice now, dude. They, ben did a great cage in that car, too. So. Yeah. It's kind of weird, though. You sell your time attack car to a guy to turn it into a wheel-to-wheel race car. He sell right. it, then you buy it back. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not. It's not a bad car. Yeah. Oh, that's so uh, cool. I mean, Ben. Ben touched the wall pretty hard at Road America, but he fixed it and looks great. Um, it. Uh, yeah, in, in the wet, he hydroplaned and like went into the wall in the kink. I think so. So scary. But uh, yeah, it's a good-looking car. The cage is impeccable, which is something that Ben does a good job with. Uh, they do they do good cages, um, good race prep. What's the name of his shop? Ultima Ultima, Ultima Raceworks, Raceworks yeah. which is not a company that I had like heard about, you know, before probably like last year. Uh, yeah, maybe we should have ago, Ben maybe. on the show just to talk about like where the shop came from because I'm pretty sh- he's kind of came dude, out of nowhere. Too. He's a young dude. Uh, I think he started it when he was like 22, um, and. Uh, yeah, it's turned into quite a shop. So, but I think That's Ben's wild. a listener. I think he's a listener too. So, yeah, we're gonna, Ben. If you're listening, we're gonna have to have you on the show to tell maybe you. Maybe I'll, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll head up there and uh, and record with him too. That could be fun. So, oh, that'd be cool. Well, uh, we're 25 minutes in, 26 minutes in, and I think we did a show. And I think I got to go back to work. Yeah. If uh, yeah, if you want to throw up one of the uh, the old Patreon shows for Friday too, that people might like that. So. Oh yeah, and then uh, kind of an announcement for everybody. Um, we are, I'm in the middle of a gigantic uh, t-shirt order. Uh, we're going to do. It's, it's intimidatingly big. You just told me an hour ago how big it was. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we're going to do some shirts with the Tracktune logo, which I actually think is really cool. Austin did a good job with that way back when. Um, and we're going to do some more slip angle shirts because our inventory is low. And what I'm going to do is uh, on the Patreon now, uh, if you've supported the show for a year, I'm going to mail you a shirt. Uh, if you sign up and support the show for a year, uh, I'm going to mail you a shirt. So, um, yeah, just kind of a, a way to say thanks and uh, to give a little bit back. Uh, the, shir- the shirts are really nice. I don't know if you have any. Do you have I, any? I, I don't, but you've been talking about how it's the same shirt as, like, some brewery shirt that you love so much. Yeah. Um, um, I've been seeing Slip Angle T-shirts in recap videos recently, and that makes me happy. So. Dude, they were all over at Alpine. All over. <laughs> So, so uh, I know Brandon Randbeck has one, and he wears it a lot. And Swenson has one, and he wears it a lot. And they both say, "Man, this T-shirt's really nice." So yeah, they, they're good-looking shirts. And um, good look, good-looking gentlemen wearing them too. I hope <laughs> that we have them available uh, on site, uh, Mid Ohio. And uh, if we don't, I'm gonna just kind of start sending out shirts to everybody just to say thanks. So awesome! If you're interested in a discounted patreon or a free t-shirt uh, sign up for a year's worth of, of patreon and i'll mail your shirt yeah i, I appreciate you uh, doing that especially with your with your new busy schedule so yeah it's it's uh it's weird but uh, um, i'm gonna i'm gonna get used to it well who who supports this show abe uh 
FCP Euro, all parts you buy are guaranteed for life, and yeah. Apex Pro. And they've got Gen 2 units out and available at dealers now. Actually in stock now? Good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I want one because um, uh, Andrew and I went through the list of new features and things, and it is just the coolest. Yeah. They're pretty impressive, man. I've, I've seen a couple of uh, a couple people talking about them online and some videos about them. They're very cool. So, and uh, we appreciate the patrons as well. Obviously, uh, any it's a weird year for uh, for money, but uh, I'm am stunned. So many people think Slip Angle is worth supporting, and stunned and humbled. So that's why we're doing a show right now. <laughs> so. And uh, we are going to try and line up some more uh, smut because that seems to be what people are most excited about. Oh, I got a good one. If uh, we should, we should get a little tipsy at Mid Ohio, and I, I got a couple of good ones that I've I, had in mind. I fully support so. this. Yep, sounds good to me. So. Talk to you later, buddy. All right, man. Bye. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jabay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes, and come and find us in the pits at Grid Life to say hello. 